Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. We're taking you on an epic journey into the heart of Hollywood with iconic interviews and fascinating conversations from the biggest stars in the business. The Vault opens now. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the podcast. I am Zuri Hall. And I am Scott Evans. And you are listening to The Vault by Access Hollywood. And Mm -hmm. today on the podcast, Mm -hmm. we're going to dive into the career of a total genius. She's so gifted, such a true talent. She's an incredibly talented musician and actress with over 120 million records sold. She's one of the world's best-selling music artists, period. Mm-hmm. She's won 12 Grammy Awards. And in 2019, she became the first woman to win an Academy Award, a Grammy Award, a BAFTA Award, and a holy crap Golden Globe Award all in one year. That is amazing. Huh. And it was all for her work on A Star is Born. A Star is Born. A Star is Born, baby. <laughs> We're talking about Lady Gaga. Gaga. Yeah. Um, that's kind of insane. I don't think insane. I fully processed, maybe even realized until this exact moment that she swept all four of those award shows in 2019. Mm-hmm. I knew A Star is Born, no pun intended, kind of gave birth to the new iteration of Lady Gaga, if yep. you will. It, it, yep. I think it was the first time that everyone kind of had to get on board with how multifaceted she was because mm-hmm. it was really undeniable after that movie. But I didn't know that she won all four awards. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. And like was nominated for every single award that was out there. I mean, right. She won for her work on the soundtrack. She was nominated also for her acting. And you talk about the star that was born in it. You also you can't talk about 2019 without all of the hype, the questions, the curiosity of are they or aren't they? With the light and the closeness, I remember watching an interview with her sometime after that uh, performance. And she was like, y'all, we were literally performing. Right. So if you felt that. That was the point because we were acting. Yeah. Here's where I take my artistic bow because. Right. Right. What you're never going to say is that Lady Gaga is not going to give you a piece of performance art. Right. Remember. This is the woman who had, what was it, like 17, probably closer Fake to 79. Well, I was going to say 79 costume changes at oh. the Met Gala <laughs> before she even walked into 
she that was a crazy to... stuff. You and I were both there and she just kept peeling off layer after layer. I was like, she <laughs> had like 18 years worth of Met Ball outfits in 13 yes. minutes. And props and extras. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything you can count on her for, it is a all out performance. And that's why we love her. That's why we love her. Okay, so what do you say we go, we start our, our trip down memory lane with a 2009 flashback. That's right, mm-hmm. folks. We are going back into the vault. And this one was a pretty huge year for Gaga. Her debut album, The Fame, had dropped in mid-2008. And she was almost immediately thrust into superstardom. That first single, Just Dance. Mm-hmm. If you play that at a party today, it still goes today. It still goes. So we caught up with her for a one-on-one interview to talk about her breakthrough success and where it all seemed to come from. Here's what she had to say. Akon heard Just Dance, he freaked out. Um, He jumped on the track and he wrote uh, the part that now belongs to Colby O'Donis. And um, he's been a really, really amazing person in my life. I mean, before I wrote Just Dance, he was having me write on other writing projects with him. I really first knew him as a writer. And uh, he's been championing my record with Vincent Herbert. And having someone like Akon on your side isn't bad when you're a weird chick from New York, you know? Are you a weird... You got your own style, that's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm weird. Where I come from, I'm just cool. But um, it took a while for us to get this song on the radio. And I think it's because I'm different and the music's different. And I put a lot of thought into the visuals and the dance and into the uh, technology and the pop art aspect. And I don't don't think that America was quite ready for it in the beginning. But I made them ready for it. You love Andy Warhol. You yeah. love the whole Warhol factory girl you know, time period. You love Elton John. Yeah. You love Queen. Yeah. Who gave you this? Your parents? Oh, my you parents. Way and your time, um, my, well, for sure, my family. I mean, my father used to play um, Pink Floyd and Bruce Springsteen and Led Zeppelin at home when we were, you know, really little. And when I moved out when I was 18, I just, I made the decision that I wanted to experience a nostalgic sort of life that would permit me to be a really honest and truthful artist. And I didn't think that I could do that if I went straight out of a Catholic convent high school um, right into pop stardom. I thought, you have to go learn something. You need to go suffer. You need to go work for, you know, every ounce of it. You need to fall on your face. You need to fail. You have to fail. And you have to put your art in the room because you can sit in your bedroom all day and say, oh, this song's amazing. Oh, it's incredible. But if you never put it in the room, you never really can tell if you're any good or not. So right. I failed over and over and over and over and over and over again until I started to get good. Mm. Mm. I think it might be one of my favorite clips that we've played from the vault so far. Agreed. She feels, yeah, it was. she's really genuine, seems really sort of like humble, but very aware of her talent and where mm. she's headed. And none of it feels affected. And I appreciate that more because she does put so much thought and energy and effect into her visual and musical performance. Mm-hmm. So to hear really just Stephanie, you know, come through, that was kind of refreshing and, and really nice. And I really loved the insight into the industry that she gave. You know, when she talks about we had to work and push really hard to get this on radio, I think a lot of times people who 
aren't familiar with the underbelly of the industry mm -hmm. don't realize that it's the music business for business. a reason. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter sometimes, unfortunately, how artistic you are, how talented you are, how good you are. You have to have an amazing team pushing, networking, strategizing to get that in front of the audience, to get that airplay. So I love hearing her talk about how hard they had to work and how hard they had to hustle for quite some time before the quote unquote overnight breakthrough that we all witnessed with Just Dance. Right. And to know that early on, she had to be so sure, right? Mm -hmm. That early on, she had to be more sure than anybody else in the room that she wasn't going to also wait to count on uh, uh, an Akon. She wasn't going to wait to count on a um, music exec or a radio head, you know, that kind of thing. It was about, yeah. um, one, I'm going to make this art so undeniable that by the time it gets to you, you have to play it because yep. now, right. You talk, she talks about in that clip, she talks about how, you know, that sound was new. Her dance pop electronic music was for the radio anyway, a shift in what we were hearing on the radio, which is true. Now it's what you hear on the radio. Right. You know what I mean? And she 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 kind of helped initiate this shift in not just music, but also in like being other. Yeah. Right? And expression, um, just period. Yeah, like whatever that looks like for you. I mean, you remember her wearing the meat dress. I'll right? never forget the meat dress. The, As a steak aficionado connoisseur. And <laughs> <laughs> what was the cut then? What was the cut? I mean, my favorite cut is ribeye. I feel like I saw a couple of them on there, but I can't. Yeah, it was a couple of them. It was, definitely. it was a couple of ribeye, maybe a sirloin or a T-bone, something like that. <laughs> it was like 80 steaks. I was like, I hope somebody cooked this after, because that is a waste of good red meat, if not. I hope they didn't cook it, because that sounds like foodborne illness to me. I don't know. How long that meat been sitting out? I don't right, know. just sitting mm. out, slapping strange places. <laughs> <laughs> What are the undergarments? I mean, when you're wearing a meat like, dress. If it's Gaga, she probably didn't have any. We should go back and right. revisit the photos. But you're I can completely right. see no undergarments. Right? I just, I oh mean, God, now I'm getting twisted and sick. Um, no, this is disgusting. I'm not going <laughs> to. You brought it up. Wait, I brought it up. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. What I, I, I do, what I do appreciate about Gaga and her artistry is that it feels like her goal has always been to normalize otherness. And I don't mean to water it down and to make it feel like everything is every, everybody is everybody, but certainly that if you do find yourself on a fringe of a group or outside of what is popular, that you still belong, that you are yeah. still worthy, you are still someone worth holding space for. Even if it's you holding space for yourself, that is your right. I just, I've, I've always thought she was really dope in that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Always. Absolutely. No, I've always been a big fan of her work. And I remember in the back in the day, it was just like, oh, this is a cute pop song. Like whoever sings this is bomb. But over the years, as she consistently created bomb tracks at the top of the charts, I was like, okay, there's something to be said for this. You know, you get the, particularly when it's like the top 40 pop hits. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but you kind of don't give people the benefit of the doubt. It's like, okay, well, cool. I'm good for them in their 15 minutes. And then she had like 20 more minutes and then another 45. Now she's out here, the face of Gucci for this new movie. And I'm like, okay, you know what? You did that. You did that. And I, I cannot help but stand. I mean, in a very with, casual way. I'm not with, hardcore. But. 
I'm going to be honest with you. I, I didn't know. It wasn't until I met her mm-hmm. that it was like next level. Because what you also realize is that she is filling as much of her interactions with people with so much intention. It seems she's made a promise to herself to be as in the moment as she possibly can or otherwise don't do it. You right. know what I mean? At every mm-hmm. single interview, every single interaction that I've had with her, she's a person who calls you by name, mm-hmm. a person that makes direct eye contact with you. She thanks you for showing up prepared. She mm-hmm. also has no time for if you didn't. If you so, don't. Yeah. Right. Like, she's like, okay, hey, so what are we really doing here? Like, what's the, what's I don't really know. Doing? I could have sworn, never mind. I'm not going to say this either. So while I <laughs> pretend like I didn't even start to dive off of this cliff, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a second. <laughs> Moving on, we are back. And next in today's episode, we're going to jump ahead to 2011. This is a new stage for Gaga. This was the year she had her second full-length album, Born This Way. This was the wild outfits, mm-hmm. the major moments, and who can forget the meat dress? We've already talked about it because how could you not? Right. Gaga was and is larger than life. Access sat down with Gaga on the day that her second album, Born This Way, was released, and we asked her what it meant to be an icon and if she was still Stephanie. And mm. this is what she had to say. But for the most part, you're always on. You're always Gaga. You're never Stephanie anymore, right? No, well, Stephanie and Gaga are the same person. Uh, it, it's There's no distinction between the two. I started getting called Gaga when I was 19 years old. And now my mom and my dad, all my friends call me Gaga. I really don't make a separation between the two things. And I always tell people that because the arrival that I came upon for my individuality, my artistry, my music. Uh, it was something that took years and years of loyalty and devotion to my craft. And now that I'm here, um, I feel that I've become the person that I was always destined to be. That's what Born This Way is all about. You can be reborn over and over again until you find that you that is the most brave, the most confident, um, the most unique. You can be reborn over and over again until you find the bravest, most unique version of yourself. And then you've arrived. Mm. I love that permission that she extends to the audience too, right? Because we see her do that. Mm -hmm. Every album is a different moment, is a different iteration of Stephanie, of Lady Gaga. And, you know, some people, I remember with each album, there would always be a few people who were like, I don't know. She's just trying to sell us this new thing. Like, mm-hmm. what, like, who is she? But what I love is that she's like, I am who I am right now. And next year, it might be something entirely different. And screw off to anybody who says it needs to be the same. I think that permission to yeah. reinvent yourself, to explore, to evolve. Uncover, I mean, that's what life yeah. is all about, right? Mm-hmm. So there is this idea that as you grow, if you're staying the same, if you're staying the exact same then that is probably a cause for concern. The exact mm-hmm. same, you're doing the exact same thing over and over and over again. And as an artist, I think that's what we you would really want. You know, the audiences can be so interesting, how we can require people to wow us. We can require people to amaze and entertain us, but only in the way that, that we, we want. That we expect. want and expect them to just know that. So you come mm-hmm. in one way, we respond to that. That's all we ever want from you. Mm-hmm. 
And not just expect them to know that, expect them to care because right. like, who cares what you want? This is what I'm doing. This is the art that I'm creating. Whoever gets down with it, let them get down with it. And it takes a very bold and, and courageous and self-confident artist to say that because it's easy, right? Like Gaga herself, what's the, the song applause? I live mm -hmm. for the applause. She's essentially owning what a lot of people wouldn't admit, which is I love it. The fame monster, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for an artist to be able to be like, this is what I'm putting out, y'all can get with it or not, is brave and oftentimes fails <laughs> miserably. So it's a scary thing to do. Applause is one of my favorite Gaga songs, but I'm curious to know what yours is. Now I'm putting put you on the spot. Mm. If you had to give me one, and while you while you think I'm gonna go Alejandro. Ooh, no, Alejandro is the gem. Alejandro, Alejandro. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's such a good songwriter. I would say, remember us this way. I had a feeling. But it, why? Feeling, no, I just, I did. I had a feeling that that was going to be the, at least one of your top five. And it is an excellent song. So I totally, Look, but I mean, it I really, it hit me deep in my soul. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a beautifully written song and I love how stripped down and raw it is. She's a really great vocalist too, which I think some people forget because mm -hmm. she turns out such consistent pop hits, which don't necessarily need strong vocals, but she mm -hmm. gives them anyway. Yep. And then she gives us these awesome ballads where she reminds us of just what she's oh, this capable is, of. This is what yeah. I do. If, so. you, if you have not, and you are listening to this podcast, I would invite you to give a good Google search to mm -hmm. Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. Literally, mm -hmm. any so one good. of them will put you in one that's such a good mood. Mm -hmm. It's all such good music, but you will also see a side of her that like the lady know what she doing. Yes, she does. She and that is why she's still around. Because more than a decade at this point is not a little bit of time to, to right. sustain that level of not just fame, but success and mm -hmm. also critical acclaim, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. not like she's just churning out stuff that the critics um, and, and the purists are rolling their eyes at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's upping the ante with just how impressed people are with her creativity and her talent. She's never been one to shy away from being her true self. But what I really love, she's always stayed true to her fans. One of my uh, closest friends, Star, has been a little monster from day one. Where I was like, mm -hmm. girl, what the hell? What is a little monster? What is a little I monster? She was talking about real monsters from Nickelodeon. Remember back in the day? I, I like, do. A With the one that held his eyes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, he was so <laughs> creepy. So I thought she was like gang gang for like this cartoon. And then she was Little like, no, it's like we call ourselves because we love Gaga. And I was like, okay, cool. So um, she's been down <laughs> to ride with her little monsters forever. And she has a really strong relationship with them. During the same 2011 interview that we just heard that clip from, we asked her about the squad. Listen to this. So you have 500 fans that are waiting to meet you today. Um, is it overwhelming at any point or, you know, what, you have such little time with each one too, and I know how important they are to you. So what, what do you say to them? What do you, what do you give to them in that moment, that one single moment that they have with you? Whatever they need, whatever they need, I give them. Mm -hmm. They are, we have a really amazing and very authentic connection and social media has helped keep them close. Right? Yeah. And helped bridle something real between us. It's not about album sales for me. It is about making a record 
that they feel close to, that they feel represents them as a cultural group. Mm-hmm. And um, the most amazing thing about the past few days has been all of the letters, all of the tweets, all of the messages that I've received of how much they love the music and how they can't stop dancing and how they're throwing mm-hmm. parties and how they said, we did it. That's my favorite. It's when they say, we did it. We. I don't want to make music for people to worship me. I want my fans to worship themselves. Born This Way is about loving who you are. I mean, Mm. I mean, it's cool because, you know, she talks about the relationship with her fans Mm. and with people that dig her artistry, her music, the visuals, you know, the the whole deal. She talks about creating music, not that just okay, you love me for this, but like you're learning to love yourself, Mm -hmm. right? I'm showing you back portions of your own personality, portions of your own experience in order to trick you perhaps, or to entice you, better word, to have love for yourself, to care for yourself, to take better care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love that. She has always had extremely loyal fans and it's Mm -hmm. really nice to hear that loyalty reciprocated, right? In the interviews, a lot of people know Gaga as one of those artists that really helped sort of pioneered that online fan culture, the fandom. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about it, when she first came on the scene, that was really also the rise of social media as we know Mm -hmm. it today. It wasn't always a thing. So these fandoms that we're used to experiencing or sometimes being a part of, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, those didn't exist at the time. It was just people others, whatever category she speaks about that cultural group, right? Mm -hmm. Finding one another in this new space Mm -hmm. and then creating these communities that have thrived and survived for at this point, more than a decade, which is really fascinating. Fascinating. And, you know, you see her shifting some of her message from music into other ways to connect, right? So Mm -hmm. remember the Netflix documentary, Five Foot Two, right? That was about letting people into her process, letting her into also the struggles that she has in order to create, right? Mm -hmm. Or things that she's experienced because she is the kind of creator, because she is the the kind of chronic pain and things that she lives with because she gives it so much of herself uh, in her performance and, and to her art, but also because she has experienced such trauma mm-hmm. in her life that she's still holding on to and working to uncover and undo, you know what I mean, in, in a yeah. lot of ways. Most recently, you know, watching the Me You Can't See on Apple TV Plus, you know, watching her share part of her story, one, with so much authority, but also with the kind of detail that, you know, she goes through in the Oprah and Prince Harry doc on Apple TV Plus, you also come to realize that she's she's saying that you got to get to know yourself, which means you got to sometimes face yourself and your past and be able to take whatever responsibility you can so that you can move forward, yeah. right? The kinds of things that she discusses in this in this doc, I think are the kinds of things that empower people. And I think that's ultimately what I'm trying to get at is that she is the kind of person that whether she was a teacher whether she was an actress, whether she was a stewardess or a police officer, she would be the kind of person, right? She would. I'm be just the- imagining a Lady Gaga music video with her dressed as a cop and then handcuffs come in the picture and things get really weird. Sorry. <laughs> 
I feel like, has it happened? Do you remember the video the from video thing? phone with Beyonce? Right, that's exactly it. I was like, oh, so it really happened. You ever do that where you think you're making something up? Like, yo, I just came up with this crazy dope song in my mind. <laughs> and then it turns out like... Elton John wrote it and sang it <laughs> 20 years before you did. Um, yes, I'm thinking a video phone with Beyonce. I think of, wait, are we, aren't we? Aren't we? Wait, most people weren't cops, but they were definitely authoritative. I like how you just tried to qualify it. I like how you just tried to... <laughs> Maybe they weren't cops, but they definitely were in leadership positions. Positions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, what we're saying is, what we're saying is, we're going to invite you to go down the Lady Gaga video Rabbit, rabbit hole. hole while we uh get Go back to, to this next, next clip. clip you want to do this <laughs> one? okay so this one is our last clip for the day but it's actually it kind of a, it encompasses part of the success that she's had over the past three years now this section kind of all kicked off in 2018 her las vegas residency right to her makeup line house laboratories now her sixth studio album chromatica has done, I mean, it was nominated for Billboard Awards and Grammys and like, she's no freaking joke. But then Allie Maine from mm-hmm. A Star Is Born. Look, mm, mm, mm. you know it's good when folks have to put their lips together and hum on you. Mm, mm, mm. But if you play the first part of In the Shallow, Shallow, in the sha sha la 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 The best part of the song comes in the middle of the song where for no reason at all, Gaga says there is a spider on me. And Isn't just, that what she said? Ah, 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 ah. Oh my God, why are you yelling? <laughs> And then, but over time, I loved it more and more. More and more. And when yeah. I tell you every karaoke bar <laughs> manager hates, because it's one of those songs you think you can do till you, you get can't. up there and you can't. You can't do it. Mm. You can do it like mm. a guy. Mm. Okay, so the movie, of course, was a critical and commercial success. It earned Gaga a Grammy Awards, BAFTA Award, uh, Academy Award, Golden Globe Award, a Critics' Choice Movie Award, all for her work on the film soundtrack. Now, it's actually interesting because she also talks about in the Me You Can't See documentary how she is experiencing one of the highest heights of her career, right, of her work life, while also still trying to process her trauma while also still trying to process the things that she has been through in her past. She received nominations for Best Actress at the Academy Award, the Golden Globe, Screen Actors Guild Awards, the BAFTA Awards. I mean, if you had an award, chances are (laughs) she was up for it. In 2019, I actually got a chance to catch up with her backstage at the Grammys. Now, this was one of those moments for me that it was like we were told you know, we may get Gaga, we may not get Gaga, but if you see her, just wave, you know, let her know that you do want to talk to her, let her, you know, signal that you you would like some a moment with her. And so we do as she's walking another direction and I hear, she's, she's walking another direction. And I, I remember walking back to our position and kind of like, man, okay, well, I guess we're not gonna, I guess we're not gonna get her. And all of a sudden I hear, Scott. <laughs> and at first I was like, Oprah? Oprah and I turn around and it's Lady Gaga 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this night was major for her. At this very point in the night, she had already won three Grammys and a BAFTA award. Which and is so, basically, to be clear, y'all, the British Oscar. So 100%. There's that. 100%. Like, if you didn't know, Zuri, thank you for letting the people mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the moment where we have met for the first time that night, and she's already on cloud nine. Take a listen. How do you win? How do you win Grammys, BAFTAs? I mean, all in one night. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm really, really overwhelmed and happy and I feel really grateful. Yeah. And, you know, I also just thought that Alicia Keys did such a beautiful job tonight. Yeah. You know, she set the tone for the whole evening mm-hmm. that it was about revering artists and celebrating each other mm-hmm. and I just had so much fun and you know it, to win a Grammy is always an honor yeah to be nominated for five you your you know your brain explodes inside mm-hmm. to win three out of five of those I mean I'm 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 overwhelmed with joy and gratitude and also you know for two of them to be for shallow and for one to be for my album Joanne you know that that also means a lot to me I I, I love that song so yeah, much. Yeah, I saw that documentary. I know what that meant to you. Um, also, that performance you gave, it was like rock star kick ass. Like, I've missed that. Do you know what I mean? I know a star is born is a major thing, but I've missed that like, let's do this. Get your hands up. Like, I've missed that Gaga. You know what I mean? You showed your butt tonight in the in like the best way. You know what I'm talking about. I know about. what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> I got all revved up right before. You did. Yeah, but we do like a whole thing. It's like amazing. Like we go kind of from like a prayer uh-huh. where we open a portal and then we go into like a zone where we talk about what we're about to do. Yeah. And you know, the truth is that all we wanted to do was send all the love and the truth in that song into the world. Mm-hmm. And like use all of our musicianship and our artistry and mm-hmm. our care for each other to give as much as we could to people that were watching. Yeah. And that's what it was, you know? And I wanted it to be fairly simple. Yeah. You know, like the song actually is grappling with complicated things. What do you want? What do I want? You know, what are you searching for? You know, when I'm when I'm happy, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. When I'm when I'm you know, afraid. I, I'm. I fear myself. Yeah. You know, these are things that are complicated. So I kind of wanted the performance to be simple, but I wanted it to also be grand and beautiful. Something that was like a, a cry for freedom. Yeah. You know, listen to me. I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dang, she was preaching. To be on her way, not talking much, she showed, stopped and, and chatted for a while. I love it. It was great because she didn't do any other press. Wow. Right? It was a really cool night. And what she was talking about, this is also a night that Dua Lipa won major that night. But this, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Lady Gaga talking about Alicia Keys setting the tone. Remember 2019? Let, let me take you back to this award show. This was the same award show that Ariana Grande, days before her performance, was like, I'm not performing mm. because allegedly she and the the show's producers could not agree Got on the song. Got into it about the creative direction, yeah. right? 
And she was like, remember she went on Twitter and was like, let me be, let's be clear. I can pull out a song and a performance with less. The fact is y'all won't work with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was also the same show, largely in part because of that, that Alicia Keys ended up playing literally two pianos. I remember. Do you remember how epic that was? Oh, like this was a, this was one of the best um, when it comes to performance is one of the best shows that had happened in a while for the Grammys. And so when you hear her come backstage and she's like, ah, you know, you know, madness had just mm-hmm. ensued moments ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was an amazing, amazing night. Yeah. And an awesome conversation, too. I, I love that you were able to capture the spirit, right? Like even when she came over and first talks to you, like the energy in her voice is like you caught her in a moment of pure, beautiful chaos. Mm-hmm. And as the conversation continues, she sort of comes down and settles into just being there with you, which is really cool considering everything that was going on around both of you in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. When she started talking about opening the portal, it's stuff I get now. Right? But back then I was like, what open? I said, I, I even when she was in the clip, I believe I even looked up. She was like, we opened a portal. And I was like, well, where did it go? Where's the portal? I want to go. Yeah, is, it still, is it still there? Can we go back? Right, right. I want to I go through the portal. Talking about accessing that deep, deep. Mm. Mm-hmm. That source energy. Mm-hmm. Type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Incredible. I love it. I love it. I love it. Lady Gaga, she is a force to be reckoned with. She also has a new album with Tony Bennett coming out this year. And she already has a number of other film projects lined up. I mentioned briefly earlier, she's working on the Gucci film, right? We've been talking about that a lot on Access Hollywood about uh, that dynasty. So we cannot wait to watch. I'm personally really excited for it. Um, So, yeah, we'll see what she has coming up next. We know whatever it is, it'll be just as impressive and and sort of up the ante on what she's done up until that point. Thank you so much for listening to The Vault by Access Hollywood. Subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see him in the next one, Scott. See you next time. All right, Zuri. All right. The Vault by Access Hollywood is hosted by Scott Evans and Zuri Hall, produced by Access Hollywood Digital's Jenny Depper and Rebecca Zamer, and Digital Media Management's Grant Rudder, Audrey Povar, and Ryan Middledorf, and Trey Boudet. Join us next week when we open up that vault again for more iconic celebrity interviews and all things entertainment. Rate, subscribe, and share. <laughs>